Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hey there, welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, if you're new to our podcast, to our YouTube channel, I'll let you know that we do not run any paid advertisement or sponsorship. This is all about educating you and empowering you with amazing content. But all we ask is that if this episode resonates with you, if you enjoy it, if you really feel something from it, please share with your friends, your family, your leaders, your coworkers. Here at Rise Up For You, we're all about spreading the message and we wanna see our YouTube channel and our podcast continue to grow. So share the wealth, spread the message and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Netta Lena Nasserdine. I'm so honored and excited to be here with you again, bringing you another amazing thought leader executive that is out there doing some amazing work when it comes to leadership, communication, all the really important skills that we believe in here at Rise Up For You. So I'm so honored and excited to bring to you Dr. Reggie Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be with you, Nada. Thank you so much. So we always like to start the episode by, you know, just getting to know our guests. I could talk a lot about you and I could brag, but I kind of want to hear it in your in your own words. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, what you're up to, the cool stuff you're doing and how you got to where you are. Great. Well, so I started off, starting off, let me just talk about a little bit about my upbringing. Um, I live in California, Southern California currently. I uh, actually grew up in Tennessee on a very, very small farm. And my family, we didn't farm for a living. We farmed for survival. So we raised all of our foods. And so that was really one of those shaping factors in my, in my life. Uh, I learned to value hard work. I learned to value commitment. I learned to value um, simplicity, really, you know. And so uh, currently I live in Southern California, married, been married for 34 years. My wife is Janine. And uh, she is a seventh grade science teacher. Ooh, have two daughters. Great. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. She's a brave woman being yes, there to yes. and dealing with seventh graders. Yes. And uh, we have two grown daughters. Uh, they're 30 and 28. And so uh, I own my own company called Peak Potential, and it's a business consulting firm. And what I do is I really help companies with culture and uh, developing functional and healthy teams. Uh, help companies resolve their people issues like conflict and workplace drama and those kinds of things. And uh, one of my main hobbies is running. I've run 41 marathons. I'm going to run my 42nd marathon in October. So been doing that for 15 years. I've had the privilege of running the Boston Marathon uh, for the last 12 years. And I'm an avid runner, love traveling. My wife and I, we plan to travel when she retires in two years. And so that's a little bit about myself. I love that. That's fantastic. And one of the reasons why I'm very excited to have you on is because you are in, you know, a similar industry as Rise Up For You. And it's so important. The more, the merrier. Like I love when I meet individuals like yourself or companies that are out there doing this really incredible work because, you know, think about it. Most individuals, specifically in America, they spend most of their time in the workplace. And if it's not, if it's not healthy, if it's not happy, if it's not functioning, 
Uh, you take it home with you, it impacts your health, it impacts your mind, it, imp it impacts every aspect of you as a human being. And so right. I think it's really important to uh, do this incredible work that you're doing and to share with organizations and also on the individual uh, contributor level. I'm curious for you, uh, how did you get into this? Like, what was the thing that said, I'm going to do, you know, peak potential and this is what I'm going to focus on. What was the aha moment for you that said, this is where I need to be? Well, it comes out of a life tragedy. So if I can just be authentic and walk yeah, for just a moment, I spent 30 years working for religious organizations and uh, I was director of a, of a graduate school. Uh, I was a consultant uh, for a religious organization. I was the business administrator for a church. And I did that for 30 years, Nada, and just really went through burnout. I mean, it was a pretty bad case of burnout. And I had been, you know, we all go through those periods in our career where you get tired and you take a couple of weeks vacation, go to the Caribbean or whatever, yeah. and you take a break and you come back refreshed, rejuvenated. So for about one year, I did that. And I, I would take my normal vacations, I'd take my breaks and nothing seemed to work. And then I thought, this is a much serious issue than I think. It's not just being fatigued. I'm actually in burnout. And I showed all the classical symptoms um, as far as, you know, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, mental systems. And I just came to the conclusion I was done. It's time to do something different. I wasn't challenged anymore. I was bored. And I got my doctorate in leadership and uh, my, my dissertations in emotional intelligence. And the aha moment was I got this degree that I've never used. And so... Uh, this all happened during COVID, by the way. And as you know, a lot of people did a lot of reevaluation of their life during that time. And I've always loved business. I mean, uh, even though I was working for religious nonprofit organizations, I was always attracted to business. Uh, all the books that I read were business related, leadership related. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to start my own company. And so um, I branched out, became an entrepreneur, and it's gone so well. I have to tell you, Nate, I'm more fulfilled now than I've ever been in my life. I'm in my sweet spot. I mean, yeah. My passions, my skills, my opportunities is very fulfilling, very rewarding. And it's just great to, to be able to work with companies and leaders yep. and be the needle moving. Yeah. And I think the timing, you know, one of the things about entrepreneurship is timing. And I know I could say for myself and for you, because it you know, was around the same time we started about a year before COVID hit. So like 2000, like end of 2018. The timing of, you know, what we're bringing to the forefront, you know, with your company and your work and our work was just spot on because then everything happened with COVID and, you know, the challenges that were happening around the world when it came to systemic racism and George Floyd. I mean, it was the timing for what we do was so needed. And, you know, I think that it's gone, it's gone, you know, pretty good. Companies are starting to realize the importance of, these skills and culture, we still got a long way to go, <laughs> you know, especially companies that are uh, incredibly profit driven, that haven't recognized that the people will up level their profits, right? They, that, that connection still hasn't been made. That's our job to make sure they understand that. But I think that your timing was incredible as well, which I think probably has really served you and your clients. Absolutely. And I didn't realize that at the time. I had no idea when I started the company where the pandemic was going to take us individually as a country and as a business community. I had no idea that how perfect that timing was. Yeah. So I'd like to ask you, you know, you know, thought leader to thought leader, 
what are you seeing that you think is really the most crippling factor in the workplace that's hurting organizations and their teams? Like, what's the one thing that you keep coming up against that you're like, yep, I just keep seeing it and I keep seeing it? I have to go back. You know, I think you and I have had some correspondence uh, over this uh, through uh, social media. But uh, what I'm seeing, and I, I based my thought on that, uh, on the great resignation. Yeah. And I remember all those numbers that came out, Nada, back in 2021, the last quarter of the year. Uh, it started like in October. I think it actually started before that, but they came out with some numbers, some alarming numbers in October of 2021 that I think the I think the first number was like 4.4 million people just walked away from their jobs. And then in November, the number went up to 4.6 million. And then December, it went down slightly to about 4.3 million. And... And I started doing the research on that, and the numbers suggest that the number one reason people were leaving was because of toxic workplace culture. Yeah. And so I looked at the numbers, and I thought, well, that's, you know, that may, that may be off a little bit. But uh, anecdotally, I've had a number of friends who have walked away from the workplace because of uh, bad leadership, uh, dysfunctional, toxic workplace culture. And so I think this is something that we really need to address. Now, just to fast forward, I think culture has always been important, but I think uh, going forward, it's going to be more important because of the generation that's now in the workplace. You know, the millennials are now 45% of the workplace, and the projections are by the year 2030, they're going to be 75%. Yeah. They value empathy. They want to be cared for. They value self-care. Uh, they want to be treated correctly, uh, not just the pay, but it's it's the value, the respect, the appreciation, being rewarded for their work. Uh, they want to be more than just sheepdogs. They want to be appreciated in the workplace and find their value there. So I think we've got to address culture. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate, which I play with myself as well, too, and with our team, because I think the culture, um, company culture is so important. Obviously, that's what we're doing. But I also think that the individual contribution is critical as well. And I don't know if you're seeing this, Dr. Reggie, but I think that one of the challenges that I see is the individual in the workplace, even if they're entry level, middle management, they um, they have a hard time communicating. And so I see more people that are just leaving because of toxic workplaces versus potentially trying to influence up. And I'm a firm believer that you do have the power to influence. Absolutely. Others. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that, because I'm seeing like this huge lack of ownership from the individual that almost feels like they have no power. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, my company's toxic. I'm going to leave. Opposed to trying their best to, you know, have conscious conversations with leaders, do their best to influence up, do their best to like provide that positive energy, which can absolutely, I think, make a positive impact. You know, Nada, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the thinking out there is if enough people leave companies, then some of the leadership will begin to wake up and go, maybe we need to lead a little bit differently. Maybe we do need to pay attention to this. But I do believe in positive peer influence. Yeah. If you have the right values and you want to see a company excel in this area, I think if you have enough people reinforcing those kind of values, I think that's what shifts culture. Now, obviously, leaders, you know, they're the curators of culture. They shape culture. They set culture. 
but you also have to have people on board with that. And I think you have to have the right people. Yeah. And so I think of enough people who begin to really try to shape that culture, I think we can see some change. Because I think that'll be a lot quicker than just people leaving, because people leaving doesn't automatically shift the culture of an organization. You have to have people influencing that culture. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Um, what would you say for a company that's coming to work with you that they say, okay, where do we start, Dr. Reg? What would you say the number one skill that you would say, this is where we got to start? Well, one of the things that I do, Nada, is when I do a culture uh, project for a company, I listen to what I've heard, but I do my own evaluation. Yeah. So I go in and I do a real deep dive into an assessment. I, I look at their organizing documents like their HR manual, their policies and procedures manual, just looking at some cultural kinds of uh, nuggets, just reviewing their documents. And then I do what is called a questionnaire, a, a confidential questionnaire. I'd like for, you know, the, the larger the company, the lower the percentage, but in medium to small size companies, I try to get as much, I try to get as, as, as much as a hundred percent of the people filling out those questionnaires because they are honest, especially since they're confidential. And what I do then is I build themes. And then when I build those themes, I then go and do uh, an interview with a select group of people. And I try to get, you know, a good representation from the company and I gather information. And I've done a number of these over the last three years. And one of the biggest things that I have shared with companies and one of the things that I've noticed that's missing is they don't have solid organizational values that drive the behavior. Okay. Yeah. Some of them have espoused values, but uh, they're not really living those out. And they put it, yeah, poster on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's a great poster on the wall, great on the website. And so, one of the things that I do, Nate, is I do training seminars on how to how to apply, how to make those operational. And so, I begin with that because if people take those values seriously, and the way you get people to take them seriously is you hire to your values, you fire to your values, you reinforce your values. You make sure that you include that on your uh, annual performance reviews and evaluations. You you make your employees know that this is serious business. This is not just a, a beautiful document hanging in a frame on the wall. Yeah. This is serious. This is who we want to be, and this is what we want to become. That's where I start with the values. I love that. And you're that's 100% on our page as well. We call it the culture roadmap, and we start with values because- your hiring, your engage, everything is based off of that part within an organization. So I love that. Dr. Reggie, this has been a really fun and I love this conversation with you because, you know, we're in similar industries and I like to, to see like what else is going on and plus to have people that are doing this work, it's so needed. I have a couple questions for you. We call it the hey. fire section of the interview. Right. So we always like to ask if you were to leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here at Rise It For You. What would that golden nugget be? Oh, my. So, you know, uh, several years ago, I read one of the best books I've ever read. It's by Bob Buford. It's called Halftime. And the thesis in the book is the first, first 40 years of your life or so, you're, you're, you're trying to build success. And the last half of your life after you've experienced life, it's all about, you know, legacy and significance. And so what I, my life theme and what I try to help my, my relationships understand is finish well. That's my life message. We all have a purpose and we're here on purpose. We're not here accidentally. And 
whatever it is your life purpose is, fulfill that and yep. finish well. That's my life message. I love that. I love that. And as you know, we just got done talking about this, Rise Up For You, we're very, very strong when it comes to our values. So we always like to ask our guests, what's one value that's an absolute non-negotiable for you? Integrity. Integrity. That's what gives you all, that's what gives you credibility, trust. I think it's important in leadership. Really, Nada, it's important for all relationships. Integrity. I believe it. I love that. And then it will be respect. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We have one more question for you, but Dr. Edgy, where can we find you? Tell us about your book. How can we connect? So anyone that's interested in reaching out can get a hold of you. So I'm uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and that's Dr. Reggie Thomas. I'm also on Facebook. It's Reggie Thomas. Instagram is Regman, R-E-G-M-A-N 308. And uh, I do have a book available on Amazon that really deals with a lot of what we dealt with today. Yeah. It's a book called People Pains. Fixing the Drama in Your Business. It came out last year, and uh, it's just a very simple, easy-to-read, practical book about you know how to deal with workplace drama, how to build a positive culture, uh, how to deal with different personalities, and really how to lead well with empathy. Yeah, I love that, and we'll make sure we put all of that in the show notes for everyone. Dr. Reggie, thank you so much. Final question for you is, as you know, we're the company Rise Up For You. What comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase? Rise up for you. It means to me that you're you're elevating yourself so that you can bring other people up. Okay, I like that. I like that analogy of somebody you know getting over the fence and you throw the rope back. And so uh, I look at you, Nada, and you have done so remarkably well. And I love the fact that what you're doing, the work that you're doing, is you're pulling other people up. So you've risen, and you're trying to bring other people up to you. I don't know if that's off, but that's the what that's what that, comes to my mind. That's that's what came to my mind when I built this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're in sync. Yeah, yeah, we are. I, you know, I appreciate you so much, Dr. Reggie. And again, I'm really glad that uh, this was a long overdue conversation. I know we're connected on social media, but this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity, Nada. Absolutely, and thank you everyone for joining the Rise Up for You podcast. Again, every single week, I get the greatest honor of talking to amazing thought leaders, entrepreneurs, executives from around the world. Our whole focus is to help you push your potential and to push your organization's potential by teaching and having, having conversations around these really important and critical skills. Thank you, everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Dr. Reggie. Imagine a life where you can have it all, a booming career, fantastic love life, great health and success, and overall achievement and happiness. Imagine pushing your potential to your absolute best and every day living a life that you are proud of. Well, if this sounds like something that you're yearning for, then the Rise of You Growth Membership is perfect for you. My team and I believe in supporting you and helping you get to the next level because we know that you can do and have what it takes to be your best. When you join our membership, you get access to live trainings every single month with myself and our team you get free coaching, you get a number of on-demand resources to help level up your success that you can use in the comfort of your own home, and you get access to our global membership around the world full of like-minded professionals that are looking to be their best. Your time is now to push your potential and live the life that you wanna live. So if you're ready to take the next step in your life and in your career, join the Rise of Food Growth membership. Click below and we'll see you there.